Okay, people, there are tons of lawsuits going on right now in regards to real estate and commissions being paid out. This is probably one of the most imperative podcasts that I've done. And whether you're a buyer, a seller, or a renter, you're going to find this applicable to you. So let's get into it. Sometimes life just sucks. And sometimes it freaking rocks. We will discuss all the things from family and real estate to travel and just life in general. So take a seat or don't, you do you, and welcome to the Lumbadass Podcast. Okay, so what's going on is, and this is a really long story, so I'm going to try and condense this into like our normal 20 to 25 minute um, podcast, if you will. So... What happens is, is a bunch of sellers got together and did a class action lawsuit. Um, And what they did was they went to a real estate broker like, um, and I'm just going to use broad general names that people will know, Century 21, Coldwell Banker, you know, those types of brokerages. And we're like, your agent failed to disclose that I have to pay the buyer's agent's commission. And therefore, I'm going to sue you and I want those funds back. Again, that's very broad. Um, I also want to preface this conversation by letting you know that commission is 100% negotiable. Um, You can Google what the average is and all that stuff, and and that's fine. Google can tell you that. Um, But as a real estate professional, I will let you know that average does not matter. Um, You can charge as much as you want as an agent or as little as you want as an agent. And as a consumer, you can agree to as much as you'd want or as little as you want. Um, With that said, though, Just because you want to pay a certain amount of commission does not mean that every real estate agent has to work for you, right? So real estate agents can set their prices and you can say no, or you can say, no, I'm not going to pay that, but this is what I'm willing to do. And then that real estate professional is able to say, okay, I'm willing to do it for that price. Um, Whether they are or they aren't is indifferent. If they're not, then you just need to find an agent who is. So like... That's something that I want to make abundantly clear. We have guidelines and rules and regulations um, that anybody who is associated with the National Association of Realtors, which allows us to call ourselves a realtor, um, we have to abide by those. So I want to make sure that it is known, yes, commission is 100% negotiable. Now, in the MLS, you have to offer... Currently, you have to offer a minimum of $1. So in actuality, what's really changing is they're going from offering being able to offer $1 to being able to offer $0. In the whole grand scheme of things, I don't think much is going to change. So from a realtor perspective, let's start here. And then we'll talk from a consumer perspective, because I think it's really imperative that we hear both sides. So as a real estate professional, here's what I know. I know that it costs me a lot of money to um, help somebody purchase a home or help somebody sell a home, regardless of what side I'm on. Um, personally, I do not like to double end. Double end. Okay. And also, mind you, I'm in California. So rules and regulations vary per state. So if you're in Mississippi, if you're in Florida, if you're in Maine, if you're in Nevada, Arizona, things are very, very different according to state. So I am talking specifically for California. Um, realtors, I you don't have to work for anything that you don't want to work for, right? The the thing that is being um, that is scary for real estate agents is most real estate agents don't get what we call a buyer broker agreement, where you sit down with you buy, with your buyer and you tell them these are the services that I'm going to offer to you in order to represent you, and this is the amount that I charge. 
right? Because we're so used to being offered compensation from the listing brokerage that there's never been an opportunity for us to sell ourselves, if you will, as a buyer's agent. So we need to be better. We need to start explaining exactly what it is that the buyer's agent does, why it's so important that you have one, um, because the consumer doesn't see that. They don't see the value. If you can't get them to see the value, they're not going to ever want to pay you anyways. They're going to be like, oh, the seller pays you. No, that is not true. So we need to stop with that narrative. Um, Stop running around being scared. That would be the first thing that I would say. Um, Learn your value and learn how to explain your value in a manner that the average consumer can understand it, see the value in it, and be willing and able to pay you. Okay. So, Now that that's off the table, let's go to the contract. In the state of California, the contract reads that the listing brokerage, the broker who is meeting with the seller, is charging a certain percentage. Of that percentage, that broker is going to give away a certain amount to the buyer's agent, to what we refer to as the selling agent, because technically they're bringing in the buyer, they're selling the property, right? Okay. It can be all confusing. For all intents and purposes, I will just use uh, selling seller's agent and buyer's agent. Okay, so then it's just easier to understand. So the seller's brokerage takes uh, a commission and just for round figures, we'll say 6%, okay? Of that 6%, I then say, okay, great. Thank you so much, Mr. Seller. I'm going to offer X amount to the buyer's agent. Now, a lot of consumers are under the impression that it has to be split 50-50. That is not the case. Going back to what I said earlier, this is 100% negotiable, you guys. So if I say, I'm going to charge you 6%, but in order to cover my marketing and the exposure that you're going to get and all these other things, I'm going to offer 2% to the buyer's agent or 2.5% to the buyer's brokerage. And, and, and I am allowed to do that. Keep in mind, the seller is paying the, the listing broker to list their property. And then from those portions, from those proceeds, we are going to take some of that and offer that for cooperation with other agents. Okay. So this whole thing about how sellers didn't realize that they were paying the buyer's commission, really the buyer's agent's commission, really they weren't to begin with. They were paying my brokerage and my brokerage was then cooperating with other brokerages. That is how the contract in the state of California reads. Now, what's happening is some of these brokers are saying, okay, listen, we just kind of want this to go away. So we'll just wheel and deal with you and we'll settle. Well, settling is not solving the problem. I understand that, you know, going to court and and having all these litigation fees and everything, I understand that that is so expensive. The problem is, is if we don't go through that process and we don't spend those expenses, I believe personally, this is just my personal belief, that we're going to end up paying out more because people are going to continue to settle because it's the easy way out. Um, Not even easy way, but it's the cheaper way as well. And instead of educating the consumer that no, at least in the state of California, it reads that you're paying a flat, not a flat fee, but you're paying, um, which is also negotiable, right? You can say, well, instead of a percentage, I'm going to pay a flat fee. Okay, well, you can do that if the agent that you want to hire is willing to do that. But again, just for sake of conversation, if if I'm saying, no, I charge 6% and then of that 6%, I'm going to offer it. Really, you're only paying me. 
Because if I decide that I want to offer the buyer's agent nothing, I also have the opportunity to do that as well. So I I think real estate agents are getting all worked up in their heads when really at the end of the day, I don't know that much is going to change. Um, and I'll go into that when I go into the consumer aspect of this. Um, now, granted, the contract can change. It's changed multiple times. I got my license in 2000. When was Connor born? Connor was born in 2005. So I've had my license since 2004. And the contract has changed multiple times. I mean, when I first got into the business, it was eight pages long. And then you know, with a couple addendums in there. And now we have a ton of addendums in there, a ton. We have, I think, what, four addendums in there? I could be wrong. It could be four or five. But we have a couple addendums in there, um, just letting you know, disclosure-wise, you know, a few things. And the contract is 10 pages long. So you, things change. So could this change in the future? Absolutely. But as it stands today, October, what is the date today? 23rd. Thank you. <laughs> October 23rd. It's my cousin's birthday, actually. Um, the contract is written to where you pay the real estate uh, fee to the agent that you are hiring to sell your home. And from that, they offer a cooperation to um, buyer's agents. Okay. Now that we've gone over that, and I know that that was a lot to consume. So if anybody has any questions, you guys you guys can find me on social media. Please ask. Um, I am all for the person who is um, asking a genuine question, genuinely wanting to know. I'm not for the person who's here to attack and, and disagree with me. It's okay. We can disagree, but I'm telling you contractually, and I've read that contract inside and out multiple times. I am telling you, that's how it reads. So anyways, um, now in the state of California, we are allowed to do dual agency or represent both buyer and seller. I know some states are not. In the state of California, you can. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Um, do I love the money? Absolutely. All day, every day. Like, let's let's be honest here. What I don't like, though, is somebody like me, I... Um, I pride myself really on loving on my clients. Do we make mistakes? Absolutely. It, it happens. Um, they're very far and few between. Generally, they're very minor, but it does happen. Um, do I miss a phone call and then forget to call you back? Sure. And then I remember at 2 a.m. and then end up calling you at 8 a.m. Yes, absolutely. It, it definitely does happen. But I really pride myself on staying very communicative with my clients. I um, I love on my clients even after the transaction has closed, um, while we're going through the transaction, the whole nine. So to me, if I'm representing both buyer and seller, and I was hired by the seller first. Um, actually, it doesn't even really matter. Even if I was hired by the buyer and then um, I find somebody who's willing to sell, that has happened before, I truly do not like to double end. What I will generally do is um, I push it out to one of my the girls on my team, so then that way they each have their own representation. They're still represented as a whole by the team, but that person still has their agent and my client still has their agent as well. Um, so... I think that dual representation should be out the window. That is my personal belief. If I keep one client happy, I will get more business from that one client than if I do one business, one deal with two clients and end up pissing both of them off. I feel that it's really difficult to please two people um, and make sure that everybody feels like they were fairly represented. Um, it can happen. It can happen. And it has happened. And it's even happened with me where it can go very smooth and everybody feels well represented and great. Um, but on the other hand, 
If it doesn't, then not only did I lose two clients, right, for future um, sales, but I also lost any referrals that they were going to give me. So in my opinion, dual agency should go away because on the realtor side, a lot of real estate agents are like, well, we're just going to start double ending things. So if if I said 6% and then we're going to offer something to the buyer's agent, if now I'm saying, okay, I'm willing to represent you for 3%, what in the hell makes you think that I'm going to take on double the liability, risk pissing two people off just for for 3%? Like, that's not going to happen. Does that make sense? I, I just, I feel like, why am I going to take on double the liability, double the work for half the pay than if I had charged 6% and still represented both the buyer and the seller? I hope that that makes sense, at least to the consumer. Um, I do think that buyer broker agreements are going to be a thing. So let's go into the consumer portion. Consumers, I am worried for you um, because if we start seeing a trend of real estate agents not offering a buyer's compensation, where do they have to get it from? They then have to get it directly from your pocket. So there is a portion in the contract that is written in that buyers can finance their um, representation payments. Meaning if I say, well, I charge 3%, so I'm going to have you pay me 3% and the the seller is offering me zero, the selling side is offering me zero, the listing side rather, not the selling side, the listing side is offering me zero. I swear, I feel it's just like a hoopla of all these words. And so I get all mumbled jumbled. So I apologize if this is confusing. But if I um, if I take my, my 3%, I can... Oh, sorry. Hold on. I'm being told to lower the mic. I feel like it keeps falling. It's not falling, right? Okay, cool. Um, so if I tell you that I charge 3%, yeah, I can put that into our agreement um, when it goes to the listing side. So the listing agent's going to look at it and be like, oh, okay, they're offering us a million dollars, but we have to pay them 3%. So I just... I think there's a way to do it and and to do it efficiently and effectively. So I think that that's what's going to happen. Consumers, nobody's going to work for free. Nobody. Um, And if they do, then I'm worried about your representation. Like, do you really want somebody to work for free for you? I don't know about you, but I certainly don't. Like if a lawyer was like, oh yeah, you got in this massive car accident and all these things were horribly wrong and, you know, we're going to sue everybody. I'm going to do it for free. Then to me, my alarms are going off. My my bells are like loud AF. Because to me, if you're willing to take something on for free, my time's worth something. If you expect any agent to take time away from the things that they love and the people that they love to come hang out with you to show you homes for free, well, good luck. Um, I don't even discount my parents. Like when my parents went and bought their home, there was no discount. Um, They didn't expect one either, which was lovely. Um, But the truth of the matter is, is they wanted to be treated just as well as every other client. And um, that can be, you know, up for discussion. That's fine. If you would discount it or do it for free, that's fine. The only person that I have ever worked for free for was my son. And that probably will be the only people that I work for free for are my kids. Um, I didn't even work for free for myself, you guys. Like, I, I literally took a commission. So there's that. Um, again, everybody's different, but that's just me. I do think that there is um, value in what I offer. I think there's value in the 17 years that I have been doing this. Um, I did not get this good overnight. And I don't say that cocky. I say that just 
matter of fact, like when you're a new and inspiring actor, for example, you you take the crumbs on the floor, right? You take the jiffy commercials. You are an extra on the side. And then as you get bigger and better and your skills improve, you can charge more. That's just the way it is. So keep that in mind. Um, here's my biggest concern. My biggest concern are for people who um, who can't pay certain things through the contract, VA buyers. Um, the VA was put into effect to allow people who would give their lives for us. And the fact that we are going to make it more difficult for them to obtain good um, representation when purchasing homes scares the piss out of me. And it should scare the piss out of you if you are in the military, because if you are in the military, you absolutely should be utilizing um, your VA loan. Um, it is put in place for you and you 100% should be able to utilize that. And they do not allow compensation to be paid for by that vet. Um, they also don't allow certain things. So, um, I was in escrow one time and they, uh, my client was using their VA loan and there are certain things that the appraiser will come out and look for. And if they find something, there were stairs that were too steep outside. So they had to have a handrail. So weird because when the VA buyer closed, he was like, I'm taking that out anyways. But needless to say, in order for him to get his loan, there needed to be a rail that was installed. So the VA looks out for their consumer. I don't know how it's going to work for them because if good representation is not willing to work for free and they cannot finance it and the listing agent is not offering compensation to the buyer, we're going to have issues. Um that worries me. It always worries. It also worries me for like our FHA buyers. It worries me um, for people who are utilizing these government backed loans to get into properties instead of renting to try to build their wealth, which is something I preach all the time. And then they don't have the proper representation. I hate it. I hate it for consumers. I think it's horrible for agents. I'm like, this isn't a, that big of a deal. So agents relax, get your panties out of a bunch. It's, it's all good. Um, I, I'm more worried about the consumer and because that is who I love and that is who I want to help and that is who I do help, I'm concerned. So just be on the wear, uh, be on the lookout for this. I will also tell you in the past, I have had buyers under buyer broker agreements. And if let's say I charge 2% and so I put on my contract, okay, Buyer, you're going to pay me 2%. And then I show a property where the listing brokerage is offering one. I let my client know, hey, heads up, you're going to have to come in with, if I'm selling what a $500,000 house, you're going to have to come in with an additional $5,000 to help compensate the remaining amount, uh, You know, the difference between the 1% and the 2%. And I have had clients that are like, then don't show me the property because I, I, I don't even want to deal with it. And I'm, okay, no problem. So... To me, it's like, well, but but it's really, it's okay. Nope, that's fine, Lauren. You're worth the 2% that I offered to pay you. I don't need that house. This has happened before. It sounds ludicrous, I know. But trust me, it's happened. And it's happened more than once too. I'm not talking like a million times, but it definitely has happened more than once or twice. So take that into consideration if you are planning on listing your home in the near future. Um, sellers. Here's what I want to say to you. Don't discount your services 
if you don't have to. Now, I know you want to get as much money for your home as humanly possible, and that net at the end of the day is crucial. I understand. I have worked with people who that was their retirement, okay? So I understand that you need to net every last red cent. However, the number one thing that is going to net you the very most money are the most amount of people going through your home. If you offer a good commission more than what anybody says the average is, again, that's not even a thing, but if you offer a good compensation, not only is your agent going to do an amazing job, assuming you hire the right agent in marketing your home, but the compensation is what is going to bring in the agents. Inman did a study and it was something along the lines of, I took a picture of it and I was going to post it on social media and I didn't, I need to. Um, Don't quote me, but I want to say it was like 74% of real estate agents totally showed property according to the compensation being offered. What? First of all, shame on you, real estate agents. That is 100% completely unethical and illegal. You cannot show properties based off compensation to you when your fiduciary obligation is to your client. So shame on you. You are the ones that are giving people a bad rap. If you are concerned about the amount you are being paid, you need to be doing a buyer broker uh, consultation with your buyers and you need to get them under contract for a fair amount so that you will show them every property in that MLS. Do better. But sellers, it's happening. So you need to be aware of the things that are going on. Not only is it marketing that's going to sell your home and price, right? Because marketing and price is what's going to bring the buyers in, but it's fair compensation as well because nobody wants to work for free. So just something to take take into consideration when you're hiring your agent and when you're going over these things. Um, I I think I kind of want to wrap up. I think I explained everything. I know I said that that wasn't going to be too long and what, what am I at? I'm at like 24 minutes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I've I've talked quite a bit about this, but I really just want to stress the importance of this. Um, Again, my concern lies with the consumer. I am worried that this is going to pose a problem. Um, A lot of people are like, oh, well, they'll just go to the listing agent. They'll just go to the listing agent. Well, listing agents, if you're willing to work for half of what you would normally charge, well, that's fine. Um, Actually, here's where I want to end. Agents, the reason why at least in the state of California, you guys are getting in trouble for this is because you are not explaining the contract properly. As I mentioned at the beginning, we charge a lump sum of commission and then our brokerage pays that amount out to the buyer's agent as the contract is currently written as of today, October 23rd, 2023. So you guys are going in and I have heard this multiple times. I won't name names where they go in and they say, well, I charge 3%. But what do you want to offer to the buyer's agent? Stop. Stop right now. We need to say, this is the amount that we charge. And out of this amount, my brokerage is going to offer this amount to the buyer's agent. I think if we start there, we'll um, be avoiding all of the conflict and, and nasty disputes that are coming up in court. So with that, thank you so much for coming to the Lombadass podcast. I know that if you are not in the real estate realm or you are not in real estate, a real estate agent per se, you probably don't care. But this is good knowledge because at some point you might be at the table where you are looking to buy or sell a property.